This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on the speed of the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. It's a lovely day. It is a lovely day. Very nice outside. Lovely day. I would love to to be playing golf this afternoon. (laughs) Lovely day. I think you should do it. Well, I've got... Get out of here. Go play some golf. I got too much to do. Oh, come on. Busiest man in the country. You've already got all your pre-seeds done for... No, I don't. I got to do wrestling still. Oh, that's true. They open tomorrow night at El Dorado. Well, you can come back and do that. Come on. The people are demanding it. It's calling your name. Can't you hear that that little echo from Turkey Creek? It's it's whispering its way through the neighborhoods and making its way here to 411 East Euclid and saying, Steve, Steve, come hit me. Yeah. Nine iron, come on. You got it, Steve. Go and then, play. And then it goes, shank. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave off the shanks for <laughs> okay. you, Steve. All right. A lot to get to today. Okay. Because we're getting ready for basketball season as well as all of winter sports, I wanted to, a little bit today, not as much preview the McPherson teams, but just throw some fun numbers at you. We can preview a little bit more tomorrow on a Bullpup Basketball Preview Thursday. There you go. Our first one of the year. So we can do that a little bit more tomorrow, but I wanted to, more just overall, I posted a long thread of of tweets on Twitter this morning, Steve. Okay. Going over some really crazy Bullpup Basketball And of course, I wouldn't see it because I don't. Tweet, tweet or Twitter or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Don't lie to I the don't people. Have, I don't do Twitter. Don't lie to the people. So I want to talk about that. First, let's just go over some headlines Okay. from what happened yesterday. Okay. Did you see the new college football playoff poll? Uh, I just glanced at it. Do I, you remember what I've told you since day one? Oklahoma's going to get in. Well, not that, but it doesn't matter what it does until the last one. That's right. Because That's- the committee... Doesn't put any sort of emphasis on, okay, if you were five last week, well, then unless you do something different, it it won't change. No, they don't care. It's just all over the place. It remained the same. Utah five, Oklahoma six, Georgia four. What happens if Utah drills Oregon? I'm telling you, Steve. I know there's a lot of Boomer Sooner fans in this area. Grandpa Danny. Grandpa Danny. T. Rob, oh yeah, who's made like seven hundred threes and was Big Twelve Co. Player of the Week. That's I have a right. Story on midkansasonline.com. But Taylor can just go ahead and tell all of her friends on the football team. She can go tell Jalen Hurts and say, "Don't, don't worry. Get yourself ready to go play in the Peach Bowl. 
or the Fiesta Bowl because they're going to be in the Final Four. I don't know. They're going to beat Utah, Baylor bad. There just seems to be a lot of groundswell for Utah. And Doesn't I have, it seem like the playoff system always finds a way to make it work? Yeah. It always kind of works itself out. There have been a couple years where it doesn't, but it always kind of works itself out. But you know what I'm out. happy about? No Alabama. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, part of it, it's not that I want Alabama to win, but part of winning a national championship and, and part of the excitement of it is, oh, you got to get through Bama. you got to find a way to beat them. And, and fortunately for the rest of the field, not only did Tua get hurt, but LSU cleared the damage. Auburn cleared the way. So, I, I don't and know. And Alabama's defense has just been... What did they well, they've say? been really good against bad teams, or, yeah, or not but against, as good teams. They, they gave up over 35 points a game in like four games this year. Well, part of it is they played LSU right, and Auburn, who yeah. scored a lot of points on them. Yeah. So I know you're bummed for no Bama, <laughs> but, but part of it is if you want to win it all, you kind of want to beat Bama, and Clemson's had to do it a few times. Yeah, but I want the teams that deserve to be there to be there. It's just like in state basketball. If you want to win the state championship – you kind of want to go beat the Bishop Miasias or the St. Thomas Aquinas, right. the teams that have won so much, or for a lot of people that don't live here in McPherson, you want to beat the McPhersons right. and find a way to get there. So there's that element to it, but I don't need to talk about the college football playoff anymore until next Monday whenever they announce it on the Sunday before. But I'm just telling you, there is no way if that o- they choose Utah over Oklahoma, given they are both one-loss teams OU of conference championship. pretty much dominates Baylor. Correct. It doesn't even matter. They just win. There's no way they're going to take Utah. There's no way. You think Utah knows that? I think that they have a lot of faith. The Utes. I think they have a lot of faith that they're going to get in, but I, they're not. I don't know anything about Utah. I don't. I, I don't think I've watched five minutes of them this year on TV. You watched a lot of Sooners, though. Oh yeah. So we can talk about this again on Monday, but just remember, there's no way that they take Utah over Oklahoma. Well, that'll That'd make be, Grandpa Danny happy. That would be bad decision-making by the NCAA. And I'm not saying that they don't ever do that. But it would be bad decision-making, bad choosing, bad selection. All right, Steve, another big story from yesterday. Your guy Ron Rivera with the Carolina Panthers, he See gone. Ya. See ya. He gone. Yeah. Were you surprised by that? I don't know why. He was they, the first coach to really fall why, this year. Why didn't they just wait till the end of the year like he thought? Would be the case. I mean, who knows? There could have been something that happened. He could have gone into the owner's office yesterday and stood up on the desk and jumped around and screamed at him. Yeah, but he uh, he did act like, you know, he he was. I mean, he was he was surprised. I think he was surprised that it happened now. Right. And Cam Newton and they're said, five and seven. Cam Newton says it cut him to the quick because he's a Rivera guy. You know, he's basically been there. Uh, Rivera's been his coach the whole time in the NFL. Uh, they've had some good years, but you know. They got a great player, McCaffrey, Christian, Christian McCaffrey, but it's just a team that's lately kind of spinning its wheels. Well, they're five and seven, and they've lost four and just in a row. Think, just think without how many, Cam Newton. Just think how many coaches are going to be new in the NFL next year. There may be twelve teams with new coaches next year. Well, Steve, I know your good pal Jerry Jones. He'll have a new coach. There's a good chance that he's going to have a new coach. Oh, I, what do you think about Ron Rivera in Dallas? I think Mike Tomlin in Dallas would look a lot better. Ooh. Because, let's face Ooh. it, Pittsburgh, I mean, what Tomlin's doing at Pittsburgh this year after a 1-4 and four start, he has no quarterback, no Le'Veon. Can you imagine no Antonio Brown. how mad the Steel Curtain Pittsburgh Steelers fans Ooh. would be? 
Can you imagine how much they'd lose their mind? I can't imagine Mike Tomlin in a cowboy hat, though. But he probably wouldn't wear a cowboy hat in terms of the big brim and and, and the big wide hat and say, howdy, partner, but maybe a cowboy hat. But it seems like there's a real consensus. I mean, Belichick, of course, is in his own class, but Mike Tomlin may be the second-best coach in the NFL. You think so? I'm just saying. You mean just this year? No, no, no. Just I think that's a consensus around the – you know, some of the NFL people, they think that, you know, he does more, you know, with less than than a lot of coaches. Well, you know, the last decade he's only had, what, a Hall of Fame quarterback and, oh, the best running back in the league, you know, the best wide receiver in the league for a while, great defense, bad division. I, just, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't, I don't I, consider I, Mike Tomlin to be a best coach I, in the NFL. I, I just think he gets a lot of – I think a lot of people think he's – I'd put like, John Harbaugh ahead of him. Really? Yeah, I think I would. He's better than his brother. Well, yeah, you can't beat Michigan. <laughs> Tough break. Yeah. What What have they lost now? Eight straight. Oh, against and, the team and from down south. They've all been bad. The last few have been really, really mm-hmm. bad for the khaki pants and mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Coaching carousel for college football's spinning at this time, yeah, Steve. Yeah, but I, you look at the NFL. I mean, you could go through division by division. There's going to be a ton of teams that fire their coaches. Some have already fired their coaches. I mean, you look at New York Jets. They'll probably fire their coach after one year. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, Adam Gase, I think his name is. Yeah. Used to be Pistol's guy down at Miami. Yeah. See ya. He's gone. And and the Giants, Pat Shermer, he hadn't done anything in two years. He's gone. Because, let's face it, if you lose in New York, the leash is much shorter. Well, you saw who will likely be the Giants' starting quarterback this week, right? I did not see. What happened to Jonas? Or Jones. Daniel Jones got a little dinged up. Danny Dimes? And they think. Eli. Mm-hmm. God, I hope he can still there's lift. a very good chance that Eli I hope he Eli can still lift plays. his arm. Man, what a, what a bad you quarterback have to, you have situation. To, he's going to be like the tin man. He needs the oil cup and oil him up and send him out there. So that way he can get that shoulder really working. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah. That would be interesting. But other than that, Steve, I, I had one other thought. With all the coaching things that have gone around, whether it's NFL or college, if you are a Chiefs fan, I want you to take a quick break, maybe close your eyes, and remember back the fact that seven years ago, Romeo Crennel was the Chiefs coach. Oof. Todd Haley, right Oof. before that. You had Herm Edwards, one of my favorites. Like term. There was a lot of change throughout those years. Dick Vermeil, I mean, he did a good job he while did he do was a there. Good job. Schottenheimer before that, but and Gunther Cunningham, who could forget him? Yeah, the late Gunther Cunningham. That's right. But can you just appreciate where this Chiefs team has been since Andy Reid took over? Well, he's you know he's a model coach. He's he, he's he's he won at Philadelphia. He came into Kansas City. He he used his template that he had at Philadelphia. It's worked well. You know, Kansas City fans sometimes they need to take a moment and just remember how bad it was. And enjoy what well, they're doing. In 2012, they were two and 14. Yeah, it wasn't just bad; they yeah. were the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. And then immediately turned over with Andy Reid, Alex Smith, and all it takes is one right decision, and they have had a winning season every single year since. So just remember when you're watching this carousel, whether it's the Cleveland Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, Miami Dolphins. Cincinnati Bengals right now. Yeah, their coach is a first-year guy. He's probably gone. Wherever you're looking around and thinking, man, bad times for them, it was not that long ago that it was the Chiefs. But with Andy Reid, that's not going to happen. No. And with Patrick Mahomes, hopefully for the next 
10, 12 years. 18 years. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So just be grateful while it, this is going on. And enjoy the ride. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Because you never know when you can slip down to the depths of Cincinnati. You never know when you can become Miami. <sighs> it's a bad place to be. Yeah, it really is. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive into some crazy bullpup basketball numbers that I have put together. You think you can handle it? I think I can. I believe you can. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, as we approach basketball season, again, starting on Friday night, can you believe that Unbelievable. high school basketball, night. that's right, Wall of Fame night on Friday night, it should it, be a packed roundhouse. It has snuck up on us quick, but we're excited about it. I want to dive more into individual personnel and for the two McPherson teams a little more tomorrow okay? and, and, and have that conversation more tomorrow. But today, be more of a overall picture, State of the Union okay. here. And some crazy numbers that I've been able to pull off for these McPherson I basketball teams. And I, I say this a lot, and I just want people to remember, maybe not how lucky they are, but how special it is. Yeah. And how unique it is. Yeah. And I have a lot of numbers here that I'm going to try and make as simple as possible. My first number I want to throw at you, Steve. The McPherson Roundhouse. Great building. Would you say there's a home court advantage there? You think? I would think there's maybe a little bit of one. So the combined record of both teams in that building, it opened in the 63-64 school Correct. year, but the girls weren't playing in there for another five or six years right. since they didn't have a program. But since they have opened up the roundhouse, and the numbers at the middle school, their, record, their numbers there are pretty good, but mm -hmm. at the roundhouse, they have won combined 1,001 games, and they have only lost 186 times. <laughs> so that is 84% for both teams, not yeah. just for the boys or not for the girls. And, and just think how how many years that is. Well, that's 56. Yeah. 57 years. Yeah. 1,001 games. You know what the 1,000th win was? Newton. The Newton game. The bus buzzer beater. The bus. That was the 1,000th win yeah. inside the roundhouse. So not only have they had so much success with that in terms of great seasons, but if you have a 1,001 to 186 margin you're ahead that much that means you've had to have a lot of winning seasons and not just winning seasons but undefeated seasons the two teams have a combined 27 undefeated home seasons and remember the fact that this becomes so much harder because McPherson hosts home tournaments every right. year it's not like they go on the road and only play seven games at home they are typically playing 12 13 or 14 games at home every year and 27 times they have had undefeated seasons. I don't know if you knew this, Steve, but the boys have never had a losing season at home. They haven't had a losing season overall since 82-83, but they have never had a losing season at home. You'd have to close the building if they did. If they went 5-7 <laughs> and seven or 5-8, and eight, yeah, it's it, never it, happened. It's just, it's just absolutely 
You're crazy. And you, okay, this is this will be my 41st year of covering bullpup basketball. I've seen one losing season since I've been here. On the boys' side. On the boys' side. And that was actually a 500 season right. with a loss in the substate. Right. So, How about this, Steve? Over the last 30 seasons, a McPherson team, whether it's the boys or girls, they have combined for 17 basketball state championships in 30 years. Yeah. So that means that over a quarter of the state championships in basketball that have been handed out in their classification over the last three decades have belonged to McPherson. And remember, most of those are in 5A. Right. We, You know, McPherson wasn't in 4A. What, four, four of them that would be in 4A or 4A1? Something like that. 14 and 15 for the boys, and then... 12 and 18 for the girls. Does that and, sound right? Yeah, and I have seen I have seen every single girls' state championship, and I just missed the first three of the boys. I was in high school when you know, McPherson was winning state every year when I was in high school. Our guy so, Kendall Shaw. Yeah. Bob Baldwin. Old Jay Frazier out on I-40. They were all over it back yeah. then. Yeah, old Jay Frazier. How about this number for you, Steve? Since 1988, long time ago. Remember, sure. remember 88? Yeah. I was negative seven. Okay. So since 1988... It has only happened one time that neither the boys or the girls team at McPherson made it to state. Where neither where they were both in home that in year. March. Was it 09? I think that was the, the year in my head. Uh, I can't remember. But, but I... since 1988, and both teams have been at the state tournament together 19 times since 1988. Jeez. So that means that more than half of the time, both teams are there. Right. And all but one time, at least one of them is there. Is that not incredible? I think there's a lot of schools, every school almost other than Miege would take that stat. But even for them, their boys program does not stack yeah. up to the girls. Right, exactly. Where, where the stat of, okay, at least one of them has been there, that yeah. would probably yeah, hold Miege true. Yeah, Miege boys had some rocky years there for a while. But think about all the programs in high school basketball across the country that maybe have never had both teams go to state at the same time. Yeah. And if they did, maybe they both lost in the first day. But that number is crazy to me. The other a few more numbers that I've got for you. So the McPherson boys, this one's crazy. They have won more state championships in the last 30 years, so just in the last three decades, okay. than all but three programs have won in their entire history. Only three schools have won more state championships ever in Kansas than McPherson has won in the last three years. Kansas City Wyandotte, which I think at one point was just Kansas City High School, they've won 20. And those were all before 1970. those were a long time ago. Yep. Newton has won 13, and they haven't won one since the mid-70s. 79, I believe. And then Wichita South has won 10. Yeah, and that was when Steve Eck was there and... They were winning almost every year, it seemed like. But there are no other programs that have won more than 10 state basketball championships, and McPherson has done that on the boys' side in the last 30 years. Yeah. So if you just take their last 30 years, they would break almost every record. They would be in the top five of almost every statistical category. Well, look at the 1990s. Well, when you win six, it helps. The boys won six. The girls closed out winning 97, 98, 99. So nine state championships in the 90s. That was the what I call the halcyon days of bullpup basketball. Here's a girls McPherson stat for you, which is crazy. And whenever I talk with Coach Strathman and I get some of his record books, he likes to combine their time with him and Coach Schaefer whenever he took over 27 years ago. So since then, 
McPherson has won 552 games over the last 27 seasons, which equates to 20.4 wins per season. And you only play 20 regular season games. Right. Do you understand how nuts that is? It, it's it, they're, they're stupid numbers. They're silly. And in that same span, they've won seven state championships, 22 out of 27 league titles, and they have reached the state tournament 24 out of 27 times. Yeah, that's just that's, that's insane. not bad. That's insane. And and one of the years they didn't make state, T. Rob was on the team. Right. That was at the Jessica Steven Phantom foul uh, in the closing seconds against Bueller out at Hayes. We also hear from Coach Strathman a lot on the girls' side that their goal every year is to be playing in the Final Four, meaning that they play on the Saturday. They play at the last the state sat- tournament. They play the last Saturday of the season. Whether that means they're playing in the third place game or the state championship game, they just hope to be playing on Saturday, meaning that you make the Final Four. So. In 15 of the last 23 seasons, they have won a game at state, meaning that they play in the Final Four. Right. It's one thing to just get there. Yeah. Let's say you had a really easy league. You're able to just get to the state tournament every single year because you, or you're in a, a nice spot with sub-state. You draw an easy sub-state every year, and you can at well, least there was make a, it. There was a hue and cry back, I want to say in the 90s, that it seemed like McPherson got a lot of sub-state home you know, bids, and then I think, I don't know who, one of the area schools, I don't want to say who, Ooh. but uh, one of the area stu- schools complained, and then they kind of did it on a rotation basis where you could only have one. You could only host like once every four years or something like that. I would understand why. Yeah. When I just read you the stat that they've won 84% of their combined <laughs> games inside the roundhouse. Yeah. yeah it, it makes life difficult for some other teams. It's crazy to me that it's not just one program. It's that both programs have been so good for so long. Both teams are second in the state's history in state championships. Both teams are second in championship games. Both teams are second in final fours. And both teams are second in state tournaments. And the the little asterisks that you need to have there is that it's Kansas City Wyandotte that has all of them on the boys' side. And right. almost all of those happen before. Back in the Walt Shabloon A, a long time ago. Yeah. And then on the girls' side, it's been Bishop Miege that holds every single record. So if those are the only two teams and programs that are better, you're in a pretty good spot. I'd say so. I mean, I I can't express to you how freaky these numbers are. How about this? Under Coach Kinnaman on the boys' side, last 24 years, they have had 20 or more wins in a season 13 times. So more than half, they win more than 20 games. In a 20-game guarantee season. Right. They have won 18 or more games 20 times over the last 24 seasons. They have won 15 or more games 23 times out of 24 years. <laughs> so that means that all but one, they have won at least 15 games. Meaning you win 75%. 75% of your regular season games. Well, he's 485 and 85. <laughs> he is 400 games over 500. That's pretty that good. Not, that's not bad. It's, I mean, these numbers are just staggering. Yeah. And I, I don't think people quite understand, because if you're from here, let's say you grew up here, maybe, maybe you're 25 years old, you're 30 years old, and this has just been a part of your life. Yeah. Or maybe you're You 12. don't know anything else. You don't understand anything different. Yeah. Can you imagine some other programs in the state that have maybe never made it to a state tournament? 
And if they looked through the record book at McPherson and went, wow, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, I went to a high school that had a pretty good basketball program while Mighty I was there. Talks. And, and we made it to state two out of the four years where I was in 9, 10, 11, 12th grade, even though I wasn't there in ninth grade. We didn't have ninth graders at the school. But they made it to state two out of four years, and that was a pretty good run. Battling any Bulldogs have had kind of a rough – since I uh, covered the 1978 state championship team, it's been pretty rough for the mighty Indy Bulldogs. But just remember how many other programs would just kill to go to one Final Four. Yeah. Go to state and win one game. Yeah. How many programs would kill to have both teams qualify, whether they win or lose, and they're the How many seed? schools would like to have both their teams win the state championship is what happened in 1999. That's right. What a wow. year that would have been. Oh, yeah. That was at Topeka. That was unreal. 1999. Partied like it. Party like go. it was 1999. Party in the streets. Oh, yeah. There are so many places, and, and the more difficult part of this, too, is that you couldn't say, well, Mount Ridge, imagine if they wanted this. Oh, imagine if the other area schools. Mount Every Ridge. area school has unbelievable numbers, too. Mount Ridge won, has won five state championships under Vance Unrau. You can't really and say all oh, those other people, they wish I think they had Mount it. Ridge has got to be pretty high on that state list. They are. I'm sure they are. So, Dridger Nation. Oh, we're excited to hang out with all of them this weekend. You bet. Coaches show. You bet. So, Steve, I just hope that everybody can take a deep breath, soak it in, yeah. maybe have a little smile, and say, wow. Pretty hey, special time. Every time I walk into the roundhouse, it's a special feeling. A lot of banners in there. You bet. All right, Steve, one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, these are some of my favorite shows. Oh, yeah. To just talk about crazy numbers. Oh, yeah. Steve, did you see one of the big college basketball upsets last night? We're running out of time today. No, I didn't. Your good friends over on the east side of the Kansas border, Missouri. Ooh, what did the Tigers do? Did you not see who they lost to? No. They lost at home to Charleston Southern. Oh, that's too bad. They were 26-point favorites at home Ooh. and lost to Charleston Southern. Quanzo. You think Quanzo's feeling some heat? Quanzo. Whatever. I think, yeah, he's starting to feel some heat. Yeah. He's getting the Kim Anderson treatment. Yeah. Bring back Mike Anderson. He's at, uh, where did I see? St. John. St. John's. He won, I think, last night. Oh, he was all over it. Yeah. Steve, do you remember any, well, I think you can probably remember a lot of horrific KU football losses recently. Oh, yeah. Do you remember very many Bad KU basketball losses, bad K State basketball losses. Uh, one year I want to say, uh, well, the Killer Bees in the NCAA. Okay, tournament. but that's the tournament. That's yeah. not, that's not November or December games at home. KU lost. I want to say San Diego State one. Yeah, time. but they were good. Yeah, but you mean somebody really bad? Yeah, I, I don't remember that much. I mean, no. you can remember the Coastal Carolinas and oh yeah, in football. I guess they beat Rhode Island, lost to North Dakota State, lost to South Dakota State. Yeah, just. Oof. I'm trying to remember any other bad ones. Southwest Missouri State or somebody like, did they lose to them? I can't imagine they would lose to SEMO, even though they're not very they good. They could. I, well, I, I think they could. <laughs> they could lose I, to anybody. 
they bulldogs for, for a stretch there. Well, it might have been the Baker Wildcats. The, the, that could have gone the Magic up there. Man, the Magic Man against that KU defense. So Steve, just say a little moment of silence and, and feel bad for Missouri. Never. Oh, tough break. Never. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, we got a lot of bullpup basketball to talk because we're getting ready for McPherson and we'll, Andover. We'll break the teams down in depth. Yeah, we'll get right into it. This will be your big preview coming up on tomorrow's show. McPherson against Andover. Remember, these first couple of games, these are huge games for both well, the of Well, the bullpup boys open with four straight games against ranked opponents. So they play number one Andover Central on Tuesday, number four Derby next Friday. Then, of course, Bueller comes to town on the 17th. Oh, it's going to be a fun one. All right, yep. Steve, enjoy the rest of your day. Should be great. Go play some golf. I doubt it. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We will talk with you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoefit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.